Hey, before we get started, I wanted to give a quick update as to uh, why these episodes were delayed as long as they were. Um, DA Fabe and I have been working really hard on getting the sound quality better, and every time we make a step forward, we seem to take a step back in a different way. Uh, we think we finally figured out the uh, way to do it, uh, but on some of these episodes, we're uh, kind of a medium where we got better sound quality, but we got this weird robot voice going anytime we tried to talk over each other. So, um, but we found another way. It's just led to a little bit of a delay in the publishing of these episodes. Uh, these both were recorded during the week, but by the time they're going to go live, some of the information in it might be a little dated. Uh, but we hope uh, you still enjoy it. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you. In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI. I'm your host, Officer Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Erwin Michael Keith Fabe. In case you're a new listener, a brief rundown of the layout of the show. Every week, we pre each present a couple booking scenarios for the other to book. Uh, we haven't discussed these fantasy booking cases, so our answers are going to be entirely off the cuff and unrehearsed. Um, it's part of the fun of this show to uh, kind of uh, have to think on our feet. So um, you have a sadistic sense of fun. Uh, I, I assure you, this week uh, I don't think I got nearly as nasty as last week. Last week I I pushed the boundaries a bit. Uh, <laughs> I retaliated though. It's okay. This week my cases are uh, well. A case is is a little bit more normal. We also have a kind of a new challenge this week, uh, calling the Russo Challenge. Uh, Fantasy Booking Institute agent Russo has texted both of us um, a concept that they're uh, working on, and uh, we have to kind of decide how he would book it. Uh, once again, FBI agent Russo is not based on anyone living or dead. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Yeah, no, any likeness is coincidental. Entirely. <laughs> um, since uh, I introduced the first case last week, I will go ahead and let DA Fabe start off this week. Well, we're uh, officer. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Agent Russo's memo is sitting here on my desk, and I'm going to wait on that one because I think it's it's kind of a kind of awkward how he wants that to be booked, but that's okay. So we're going to start off with fantasy booking number one. You have to book none other than um, Roman Reigns. Run first losing streak i.e. an extended losing streak somewhat like um, oh Zach Ryder's partner uh, what is his Kurt. name Kurt Hawkins yes so a Roman Reigns 
losing streak and where and how it ends. Go. Okay. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is it's got to probably start with like a major uh, defeat, something to shake his confidence. Um, and and I say major, meaning probably someone that he thinks he should beat 99% of the time. Uh, someone like a Zack Ryder, you know, who, who nothing against Zack Ryder, but he has not been main event uh, material for a while. He's not known for victories. You're right. And so, so having a Zack Ryder or or even a Kurt Hawkins, uh, you and I have talked before about how we feel they kind of um, botched the ending for the Kurt Hawkins losing streak, and and in an ideal situation, it would have been Kurt Hawkins' first victory back would have been over a Roman Reigns. We oh, that would have been gold. Boat. It would have been absolutely gold. Uh, we missed that boat. Now we could go back and fantasy book it uh, how we would have done it. But I'm I'm going to kind of just do it from now. Uh, okay. And so we will say it's um. Geez, I'm trying to think. I mean, Zach. So this, start with Hell in a Cell, or I mean, because we do have some booking already started for him. We do. I have a feeling that almost all the storylines are going to get kind of wrapped up at Hell in a Cell uh, just because they've got the draft the next week. There's going to be so many uh, uh, people change sides. Uh, okay. But, I mean, if I were to do it right now, I'd have to do it based off the SmackDown roster just that we know of. Um, but... But I mean, in reality, after after Hell in a Cell, I mean, kind of anything's possible, sort of a thing. Um, but if I if I were to do it now, based off of the SmackDown roster, I'm just kind of looking through here um, on SmackDown. Do do do. Curtis Axel. Great choice. Curtis Axel, I think, is the one that would be the the first in the line of an extended losing streak for um, Roman Reigns. Um, and then, of course, like that that would be a, like a big confidence breaker for him. He'd come back and he'd be kind of a broken man. I don't know what happened. I don't know how that happened. You know. And then he'd go out. Obviously, and- clean is what you're saying. Yeah, clean, clean defeat. No, no funny business. No uh, distraction. No nothing. Nothing at all. Um, and then you know, I mean, he'd he'd have to go through six months of of you know losing to really have it have impact. So we're talking. Bo Dallas would get a victory over him. Elias would get a victory. Um, uh, so upper mid carters are okay. Yeah. Elias, Jinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know. Uh, if Lars Sullivan comes back, he could get a victory and help boost him and help drive the storyline forward. Um, we could even have, like, Primo Cologne get a victory over him. Uh, Sin Cara. Sin Cara, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if any member of the New Day not named Kofi Kingston, um, getting a victory over him could be pretty good for for them and I mean just kind of 
running down. He even have rematches where he comes back the next week and he's like, listen, I know I can beat this guy. I know I can beat Jinder. And he goes out again and, and loses again. And ideally, you'd have a, him losing based on some flaw that they could point out on commentary. Like, uh, you know, he's he's too focused on hitting the Superman punch that people are starting to, you know, exploit that moment or the or the spear, that ooh-ah part before the spear. Every time he goes to do that, someone gets up and kicks him right in the nose, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, and so the, the storyline could be him figuring, working out and figuring out why he's losing. What What's his tell that people are seeing? Um... You know, and and going to uh, let's see, Royal Rumble maybe. That wouldn't be. That quite, wouldn't be six months. Be WrestleMania would be. WrestleMania would, but I mean, the idea like maybe Royal Rumble uh, be the start of his turnaround, where he doesn't win a singles match, but he wins the Royal Rumble. Which I like it. Uh. And, and so there he is, still on a losing streak, but he was able to squeak out a victory in the Royal Rumble. By uh, accident. By accident, yeah. Or, or just the fact that he was overlooked because everyone else was focusing on, you know, the wrestlers who have actual winning streaks going on. <laughs> okay. And he, uh, he somehow or another is able to skate by. I mean, maybe even, heck, put, put him in number 27, you know, the lucky spot, which really yeah. like, statistically doesn't actually uh, uh, play out as that much luckier anymore because it's been a long time since anyone from number 27 has won. But, and so he's, he's able to squeak out a victory. Um, but then, you know, he's still got two months before WrestleMania where he's going to have his match for the championship. And, you know, he's still losing matches. At this point, he could even go over and start facing, you know, wrestlers from Raw because, you know, maybe... maybe We're they, building up for the crossover at, at WrestleMania. Yeah. Exactly. And so he, he could start going after people there, but still losing to to Kalisto and Connor from The Ascension and, and Mojo Rawley <laughs> in a big rub. No way Jose could actually win a match on TV. Um, wow. But then, then his WrestleMania moment going against whoever is the current Universal Champion at the time. Um, probably the real storyline is if he's going against Seth Rollins, his former brother. I just don't see Seth Rollins still being champion by then. Um, I, I don't know. Oh, he could be that. champion again by then, though. Yeah, he could be. I just I don't think he'll still be champion next week. So uh, I think Drew McIntyre would be a good one for him to, you know, it kind of would play into his previous uh, feud feud with Drew McIntyre and him finally being able to get a win over Drew McIntyre for the Universal Championship belt. So he not only gains a win, but he gains a win for the title in his first one-on-one -on -one match. Uh -huh. Yep. And I kind of want to hear how you book the Royal Rumble. Like, is he outside the ring? I and know. I, the two I, guys I, knock each other over, and he's just like, I won. I think, 
I think he can still win with a move like uh like spearing someone and then you know but but it's like like he's in there he comes in number 27 there's only like six people in the ring you know left in it at that point they're all focusing on each other he's able to come in it's like maybe no not a spear superman punch he hits the superman punch to someone who's right at the ropes and the guy falls backwards over the ropes and out so he went Superman punch. Uh, that's how I would probably do it. But then, then you've got the storyline. You know, is he a legitimate champion now? You know, now he's he's the champion. He's got to prove that he's uh, worth being champion because he hasn't won a match until that match that he lucked into uh, to get that championship belt. And so everyone kind of smells blood in the water. And so now he's he's the champion, and he's got to. Uh, nut up or shut up, effectively. Kind of an a la the Patriot 1996 beating Bret Hart while he was the champion. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Do you remember the Patriot? Most people don't remember him. I don't remember him too much. Uh, that was a little before I was watching too much, so. Okay. It was good stuff. Anyway. All right, Officer Smarks, hit me with it. Okay, see, for yours, uh, I I said I'm going a little easier this week than last week, um, or at least not as sadistic. I think (laughs) we've even had this discussion before, so I think you'll get this. Uh, You'll be prepared for this, no problem. But I want you to create and book... Uh, the first run for a mid-card title for AEW. Create and book the first run for a mid-card title for AEW. Well, obviously, first they have to create a mid-card title. Yes, and that's why uh, you would create it. I would, I would call that title, if I was going to create it, I would call it the... I would not give it a geographical name. I'd probably, I'd probably want to give it some type of fan name, like a people's title. Like, uh, I would probably create some type of mid card title with like a, a people's title or a fans title or, um, the, since there's so much theme around gambling, maybe a gambling based one, you know, the roulette title, uh, where anything can happen at any time. I'm not saying that a title like that exists. But something along those lines, um, I would, I would, I would probably go with with like a a fans title or a people's. Uh, I, I just I'm trying to think of a name that isn't The Rock or isn't uh, isn't generic. Um, the AEWites, <laughs> I don't know. Um, that. It, Damien's tough. I'm gonna go. I'll come back to that. So I would I would start with a tournament, um, very similar to what uh, uh, TNA has as a tournament every year. Uh, they do the it, it's the Bound for Glory tournament. Mm-hmm. 
so it would, it would extend over several months um, with you know four or five different round robin setups. So one week you've got a round robin setup, and that week would include four guys in a round robin, four guys in a round robin, four guys in a round robin. Um, so you've got you've actually got four different round robins set up, and so you've got you know maybe two matches each week where you're kind of working that out um, just because I think it would be different. You know, it's, it's not the traditional um, bracketing and the top two guys in each round Robin go on for seating um, in the first one. Uh, I'm going to really struggle to have 16 guys that I think should be there. Um, but the likes of Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, MJF, uh, you could you could even have uh, the best friends. You could have Sean Spears. I guess I could probably name sixteen. But you break those down. I think at the end of the day, the eight that go on would be obviously MJF. I think I think um, MJF is. If they were to do that, they'd have to do it soon because MJF's a main eventer. Um, I think you have to have Luchasaurus in there because I'm a huge Luchasaurus fan, and that's the only reason. That's that's really the only reason I have to give because um, I'm a fan. Uh, Sean Spears has shown himself to be worth it. Uh, Orange Cassidy is too much fun to not include in several matches like that. Um, you've got uh, Pac, who really won't be a title contender by that time, I'm assuming. Um so what do I have? Four there? Five? Four? I think that puts you at six, but I'm not sure. Five or okay. six. Uh, Jungle Boy would definitely be in it, um, and I think you got to get some of those crazies in there. I think he, uh, Joey Janela is prime for that type of, uh, of tournament, uh, as is Jimmy Havoc. Um, so if that puts me at eight, then I think we're set. Um, with the final four being MJF, Sean Spears, uh, either Janela or Havoc in their match to get into the final four against each other, they choose to have a lunatics match of some type. Um, so MJF, uh, Sean Spears, uh, I'm going to say Janela wins that because, again, you know how I feel. Jimmy Havoc, Jimmy Havoc can take some losses. It doesn't hurt him. Um, and for the last one, I don't know. Luchasaurus seems like a guy that I would want at the top of the mid card. I, by the way, for everybody who's listening, I'm not a, I'm not a, like, I don't think Luchasaurus should be the champion. I'm just telling you, I love him as a wrestler. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say, I want heel versus heel in the championship. I want MJF versus Sean Spears to get the inaugural mid-card championship. Um, and I... <laughs> this is going to sound messed up, but I really, really want it in a ladder match a la um, Razor Ramon and HBK. I want it to end just like that. Um, just like the Intercontinental title hanging over the ring. And I want it to win, to end... Um, I want it to end crazy and stupid and with lunacy, probably if they introduced it now, um, probably at all. Let's see here. This is all we just did all out, right? Double or nothing. 
nothing. That's what I want is double or nothing. Yeah. And I would want that to end there. Um, trying to decide who I want the inaugural winner to be. Um, there's just something to be said for MJF's ability to piss people off. <laughs> I'm going to put it on MJF. I really like Sean Spears, but I'm going to put it on MJF. Um, with absolute and total entertainment of him him taking that prestige to a whole new level uh, I think in terms of a name almost kind of like the king of the ring concept there where where you act like like it's it's a bigger title than what it really is I I would almost I'd almost give it a name like the the once in future championship or the the emperor's title emperor's title that's what i would call it is the emperor's title interesting and that double or nothing would occur at caesar's palace <laughs> i don't know why i chose emperor's title there's a better name out there there really is i just don't want it to be geographical just don't make it geographical uh, i'm i'm just a sucker for television champion so for me Ooh. I probably would have called it a television champion. But then you can't put it at all. Then you can't put it at double or nothing. Sure you can. So I guess that's on TV. It is on TV. And, and there's no rules in, in professional wrestling. It's like there's <laughs> rules, right? We had a hell of a cell match in disqualification not too long ago. We've had, we've had uh, no DQ matches that ended in disqualifications. There's no rules in professional no. <laughs> Well, I mean, there is the one rule where you can't punch unless you're Big Show yeah. or Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Or Alexa or, Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Or Lacey Evans. Or maybe there are I mean, rules in professional wrestling. There's no rules. They're just, they're just pretend there's rules. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, I probably would have gone with television championship myself the 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 booking is fine you know i don't have any problem with your booking mjf winning in the end um you know it being a ladder match all that all that's great i just you know i mean why why complicate things too much and, and you know when you've already got the idea of a television championship or i guess you could you could follow your line of logic and uh revive the old wcw lord of the ring uh the the ring that DDP used to wear for no reason. The the ring of the ring, and instead of it being a belt, it's a ring that they get to have. That's what that's, that's kind of cool. Don't don't you remember uh, DDP? I don't. He, it, this was ninety uh, five. I want to say DDP. It was early DDP singles run, but he won a tournament called the Lord of the Ring tournament, and. Uh, it wasn't even, it was supposed to be like a King of the Ring where in the end you just you get to say you're Lord of the Ring and everything's fine. But then they turned it into this whole angle where for like the next six months he wore a giant, almost like a class ring, you know, big, gaudy ring. That was the Lord of the Ring ring. And uh, it even got stolen from him and led to a feud with someone. Disco Inferno was involved with it. Uh, over, over where this oh, Lord of the Rings ring was. Uh, I miss Disco, and I know he's on TV, but I miss Disco. Yeah, Not this guy. Aww. But uh, 
But so you, you could you could do the Lord of the Ring, or or I guess you know you could say the winner is the Ring General. You could even call him the Ring Master. Yeah. And put the and and I think million dollar belt still million dollar title still belongs to um, WWE, but if it didn't, you could have the diamond uh, title. Does billion dollar title? <laughs> Tony Khan's a billionaire, so yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't think that this would this would roll into how do you name it, but th- what a great <laughs> hashtag! Give us hashtag WBU with a title name for their yeah. mid card title. Yeah, just WBU mid card, and then tell us what you would title it. Uh, and it'll make it easy for us to find. But there are yeah. options there. That was great. I love it. All right. <laughs> there is a memo on my desk. And Agent Russo has said he'd like some crash TV, bro. And the crash TV, bro, that he wants is John Cena's WrestleMania return. Go, bro. Oh, crap. Well, jeez. <laughs> if you were to give this to me, you know, a year ago, I would say WrestleMania return. Crash TV would be coming back as the doctor of thugonomics. And, and, <laughs> and then he did. And so... Um, that. Um, so WrestleMania return. Well, I still think it would have to be heel Cena, Doctor of Thugonomic, um, or even ooh, no, even better, going all the way back. He, you know, uh, comes out. There's an open challenge. Someone's out there. You know, I don't know whether it's Intercontinental or U.S. title. You know, for whatever reason, the person they were going to face isn't there. Uh, so so they do an open challenge. Hey, you know, whoever can, can come face me for this. And then uh, John Cena's music hits. Uh, and out he comes. But he's not wearing his T-shirt and his... Wait, wait, wait. You do the new music, though? I don't know. I think I think if you do the new music, people pop really hard for it. Uh, but it does. But it's not. It's not John Cena in his T-shirt with his armbands and his and his neon hat on. And you can't see me. It is John Cena in the little black booty shorts. Uh no gimmicks, no anything. With the straight up the prototype. Straight up the prototype, and he okay. just comes out ruthless aggression and then he fights the guy and loses to I don't know an angle slam an angle slam from maybe Shorty G who's better at being a thug than him yeah yeah, Shorty G man uh yeah could be that uh or Shelton Benjamin I mean either one of those uh, would work pretty good for you know, the uh, Kurt Angle uh, protege sort of role. Um, I mean, ideally, you'd have Jason Jordan, but I think 
Uh, I think his career in the ring is done. So, so, but yeah, he'd come out. He'd be able to give a whole speech about how you know he he's the one who deserves the shot because he has ruthless aggression. And then he would attack, and it would be a decent you know John Cena match. But he would end to do uh, an angle slam and and one two three, and then he'd be done. I really am interested to see what the fans would say to that because that's a that's not a crazy storyline. In fact, um, I mean, I could see see what you said happening. Um, I don't think it's the wisest move to happen, but I really would be interested to see what other fans or what the jury has to say about that individually. Yeah. How they would book John Cena's return. Um, I mean, about the only way I could make it more Crash TV is if I had him win, uh, and then. You know, the next uh, day on Raw, uh, he just comes out and says, I don't know why I wanted this, and leaves the belt and walks away because, you know, he's not going to be a full-time wrestler one way or another. I I don't know. I mean, I guess what happens next, Russo? That's, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's all there is. <laughs> There's nothing else. That's no, how it comes no. back at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. And then we never see him again. Yeah, never again. Go on. God. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, yeah. I, I'm like. Myself have a Russo challenge for you. Uh, he didn't send me a nice little memo like you. He just texted me. Um, well, so I, I am the I DA. Yeah, I don't know whether to be jealous or think. <laughs> that means he knows where my desk is. That's terrifying. Yeah. But so, no, he texted me, and, and let me read it for you. It says, uh, Bro, finishing my pitch for Hell in a Cell. Can't decide how to end the Rollins Fiend match. Help me out, bro. Bro. Totally crash TV, bro. So, it's in Hell in a Cell, right? The cell lights on fire, bro. Because it's actual hell. Because the fiend is like, he has mysterious powers, man. And then Kane comes in and choke slams Rollins right there in the match. And the, and the flames come out of the poles, too. Yeah? Huh, bro? Huh? And, and then Kane um, gets revenge on the fiend. And Kane's standing tall in the middle of the ring. Crash TV, bro. You know, because then we don't know who the champion is. Should Kane be the champion? Nobody knows. We could have a tournament or something. I don't know what would happen next, but how awesome would that be? The devil's favorite demon right there in hell. (laughs) I just totally thought of a better ending to to the John Cena one, though. I did. Missed my chance, though. <laughs> I don't know how you can mess up Rollins and The Fiend, but by all means, I want to hear what you have to say about that Cena one. Well, no, my, my, the, the big ending would be uh, uh, he, he wins the match, actually, against... So now he's the champion, and before he's done talking about it, a ref comes out with David Arquette... And David Arquette pins him. Now David Arquette is the champ. 
at a at a twenty four seven sound setup. Yeah, just like just like you know, there's the the GM says you have to defend it again right now. <laughs> so now Dave Marquette is the U.S. Intercontinental Champion. U.S. Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, I yes. Which one to put it on? Totally makes that gives that title way more legitimacy. People will want to see it, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, so now that David, David Arquette's the champion, then what happens? Uh, I don't know. You I'm don't sure know. Russo doesn't know either. <laughs> uh, uh, I like I liked your your uh, pitch for Rollins Fiend. I had a slightly different idea. Want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. So, so here's the way the the Rollins Fiend match happens, right? So they they both get in the cell, and they're facing off, right? Right. And let's do fiend, this. Yeah. And the fiend is there, and he's looking all thing, and you know Rollins, of course, has had the last few weeks of uh, uh, just looking scared to death of the fiend, and they're in the ring, and and they go to lock up. And instead of locking up, the fiend just kneels down and Rollins pats him on the head, like good boy. And then you realize that Rollins was behind the fiend the whole time, bro. Oh, wow. You know, I'm kind of a sucker for that right now. I really want to know what happens next, though. Yeah, I don't know. You got nothing? You got, you got nothing? Not my job. That's for, for Russo to figure out. <laughs> he just pitched me to figure out hell in a cell and I figured that out what happens next to him <laughs> well I, uh, I kind of had a, I had a little bit of a different opinion on, on Cena too but go ahead you know. oh well okay so Cena shows up for Royal Rumble of course goes in Break Santino's Morella's record for fastest eliminated. I don't know how that's going to happen because that was fast. But breaks the record. Well, I mean, they can just put it on paper for the fastest eliminated. And And he leaves the boots at ringside, right? Royal Rumble leaves the boots. Hell, throws him into the ring out of anger. Just takes his pump ups off, throws him into the ring. He shows up asking for a match with The Undertaker. Not that we've seen that before or anything. Wanting a match with The Undertaker because Royal Rumble was his only shot. And both of them come out with a boots in the ring match. And it ends in double count out. So then they both throw their boots in the ring and leave. And then they'll be back later on. Whatever. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Retirements don't yeah, actually I, happen. Well, I mean, Ric Flair's did, but. No, he didn't. Didn't you see Raw this week? Actually, I, I you, you kind of caught me. I haven't had a chance to watch. Parent-teacher uh, conferences, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Raw, just to, to go a little bit off topic here, Raw featured Miz TV with... Uh, uh, Hogan and Flair on it uh, and uh, as if I couldn't, if there wasn't a way to make me 
uh, Water Watch at Less, they announced that uh, Hogan would be accompanied by Jimmy Hart. Yes. Uh, yes. It's almost like Bischoff's booking Raw. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Jimmy Hart comes out with Hogan and Ric Flair comes out. And the entire time, Rick, I mean, it's, it was, it was two old grandpas fighting over a microphone. <laughs> uh, and Ric Flair acts like he's keeps trying to, to pick a fight. And in Hogan's uh, defense, he worked really hard to keep it on topic. Uh, but in the end, they announced that for Crown Jewel 2, uh, coming up in beautiful Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. I don't remember if it's in Jeddah or Riyadh or wherever. I don't know. Yeah. In beautiful Saudi Arabia. Uh, they are going to do a captain's match. Ho- Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Um, uh, to decide who is better, I guess. Older? <laughs> I mean, really, they're... They really didn't do a good job establishing why these two people needed to have a match against each other. What are the teams? Um, so far, they've only announced the captains of the teams. Over the next few weeks or months, I don't remember how long it is till all the next uh, Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, uh, you'll find out the other members. So it's five on five. The captain, uh, captain for Team Hogan, is going to be John Seth Rollins. John. Um, What's the John part about? Uh, it's actually uh, Wrestle Talk makes fun of Seth Rollins by oh. making fun of one time when he was talking to John Cena. It was like, well, he know, does kind of have a nasally boring voice, like a, so, a really nasally voice. Go on. So Seth Rollins will be the captain of Team Hogan. And uh, the Viper, Randy Orton, will be the captain of Team Flair, which actually makes a bit of sense because they're yeah. uh, contact former members. evolution members. And yeah, yeah. So, so that makes sense. So, so they won't be wrestling, though. They'll just be leading and guiding. I don't believe so. Um, I See, sure hope. Not. Still retired. Still retired. But he acted like he he started to do the taking off his tie and and strutting thing in the ring like he wanted to throw down with Hogan today or yesterday yeah. on Raw. Yesterday, uh, but uh, but I mean it it was it was almost comical if it wasn't so sad because they really should not have had these two old men on the mic. And I will give Hogan credit because he did legitimately look like he was trying really hard to keep Flair on topic, but Flair was like an Alzheimer's patient uh, who could only remember I'm supposed to smack talk. Oh, man. The only thing that would have made that better is if Scott Steiner was in some way, shape, or form involved. Yeah, doing math. Doing math. With your 66% and my 33%, that makes us 272% but then my (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm actually kind of glad that the first time I got to hear about that was from you because I didn't read recaps I've been swamped at work Um, you know we've we've got a lot of law office stuff going on right now Um, 
lots of crimes being committed that, that we're trying to prosecute off the books. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because, uh, I really haven't gotten to watch the last two nights and I wanted to watch tonight or I guess I didn't want to watch tonight because last week was the last night for Smackdown on Tuesday. See, that's how much out of it I have been this last couple of days. Well, that does bring us to a bit of, I guess, breaking news, I guess, came across my thing. Uh, They had the roads to uh, TNT or whatever. I can't remember what it's called, but TNT had a special for AEW tonight. Uh, One hour special getting set up to Dynamite tomorrow. And apparently, I I didn't get a chance to finish it uh, because I had to get upstairs and get set up. Uh, to record this episode, uh, but on the news, apparently, uh, the mystery opponents have been officially revealed for. Uh, so, do we have a right and a wrong from the predictions? Um, well, we definitely had me wrong. Um, no, no Motor City machine guns, no huh? Machine guns, apparently. Apparently, it's boring. It's uh, Raw and Order WBU. DA Fabe is at D A I M K Fabe, which, when you look at it, looks like Dame K Fabe. Yes. And you uh, just love hearing me say that, don't you? Dame K Fabe. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on anchor.fm. That's the platform we use to. Uh, this show and generously sponsors it. Um, you can also subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to us. Leave us a five-star review. Makes us feel really, really good and helps us get into more ear holes. Um, like, share, and subscribe. Yes, as always. And then I did want to quickly bring up Anchor.fm does have a support feature. We currently don't have anything like a Patreon set up, uh, mostly because Anchor.fm allows uh, you to do that right there. So uh, if you like what we're doing, you want to hear more, it definitely helps us out to get a little support. On there, you can choose to throw us a little scratch monthly, as little as a dollar, as much as, I don't know, $20 a month. Something like that. Uh, but or just, more if they want. I mean. Yeah. But, you know, hop on there. Uh, shoot us some money. Help us uh, improve this podcast. Make it sound better. Uh, be able to do it a little bit more regularly. You know, it would help us out so much. But as always, uh, thank you for listening. And we will see you at the WBU. Court is closed. It's the artist formerly known as uh, LAX. Big surprise. I wish there was a bigger surprise. I really would love it if they called themselves the John Wayne as the other airport in the LA area. <laughs> the LaGuardia. <laughs> LaGuardia's. We're in New York now. <laughs> LaGuardia's. We're the Midways. <laughs> like Everybody would be like, What? What's, I, uh, what's the Atlanta airport? Oh. That's huge. Yeah, I don't remember. Or Jacksonville. What is Jacksonville's airport? Because that's what they really said. Since AEW is based out of Jacksonville. 
<laughs> Jacksonville Airport. <laughs> Why is the name of Jack? They, they could be the the Give my Google machine time. You know, with with their owner owning the Jacksonville Jaguars, they could just be the Jags. Well, I mean, that's boring. The Jacksonville Airport is called the Jacksonville International Airport. So they could be JIA. They, they, they could be JIA. They literally could be JIA. You know. Um, oh no! Leo. It's even better. It's even better. I got it. You know what the uh, the flight code for Jacksonville Airport is? What? J A X. That's perfect. perfect. Just be, they, they can be the Juan American Exchange. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, no there, they could have been so many good surprises. And don't get me wrong, uh, Santana and Ortiz are wonderful surprise. Are great, you know. I just, I just was hoping for a bigger surprise. But, anyways, yeah. well, I think that should bring us to the end of this episode of a visit from the FBI. I hope uh, you guys had fun listening to our Russo challenges. I hope you had we fun had listening fun to our too. We had fun doing them. Uh, as always, we'd love for you to follow us on Twitter. Uh, I am 